You're listening to the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast, where we help you attract new patients and grow your practice beyond your wildest dreams. Here's your host, two-time Emmy Award winner, Shane Simmons. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast. I am your host, Shane Simmons. Of course, I am the CEO and founder of Crimson Media Dental Marketing, We are all about helping dentists build freedom in their practice through proven online marketing. You can learn more about us at crimsonmediagroup.com. And today we are going to be talking about something that I am passionate about in the the marketing space and dentistry, and that is Google Reviews. How do you get Google Reviews? Why are they important? Should you focus all in on Google? Should you focus on Yelp, Facebook? You know, where should you be focusing? And ultimately, just how how do we get more of these reviews? And the cool thing about this episode is at the end of the episode, you're going to learn how you can systemize your Google review process so that your team doesn't have to worry about trying to manually get everybody to, to get Google reviews. They are going to have an automated system uh, available to them, and you're going to learn all about that in this podcast. And for those of you who have you know been listeners of the podcast for some time, you probably know that I'm a fan of Robert Cialdini, who is a psychology professor in Arizona, I believe. Uh, anywho, one of his most famous books is Influence. And if you haven't read it, I always suggest you need to read it because it's it's huge when it comes to growing a business and, and life in general. But one of the big key points that he talks about or one of the main principles of influence and influencing others is social proof. And that's what reviews provide a business, social proof that other people have had positive experiences in, in that business and that, uh, you know, it's, it's a way for people to kind of research and get an idea of, you know, if that, that business is meant for them. And so when it comes to dentistry, you know, what are other patients saying about your practice? And, and p- other patients take that into consideration. I mean, as you know, referrals are still, you know, the biggest driver of new patients in most dental practices. And this is kind of like, you know, when you have your online reviews, it's kind of like a referral system uh, in place for you 24-7. So it's really important to a business in today's age. And, you know, in all of our marketing that we do, we we like to have our clients have something in place like this, uh, you know, system where we can automate the review process. And so it's very important. It's becoming even more important in your organic search. It, it's one of the factors in, in ranking uh, your website into the map, uh, three map pack areas. So uh, very, very important. And so our guest today that we're going to be talking with about this is going to be sharing some uh, tips for all of us is Dr. Lynn Tao, who has been chosen as one of the top leaders in dental consulting by dentistry today. And Dr. Lynn Tao basically heads up the uh, d- dental division of BirdEye. Many of you may know him as the BirdEye guy, and he is you know really passionate about you know, traveling around, speaking, uh, and and educating people on reviews and its importance. Now, he is also the host of the popular Raving Patients podcast, and he recently authored the book, 
raving patience. So he is, uh, you know, definitely an authority in this space. He knows what he's talking about. And back in actually in 2018, Lynn cut down to practicing dentistry just two days per week. So he could spend the additional time helping other dentists build you know, broad and compelling online footprints that attract hundreds of new patients to their practices. And so uh, we're honored to be able to work uh, together with him and talk about you know, marketing and how you can really leverage it the proper way to grow your practice. And so this episode, you're going to learn all about online reputation, you know, why it's important to have a system, and why these reviews are key. So without further ado, here is my interview with Dr. Lynn Tao. All right, so I have Dr. Lynn Tao here with me right now. And uh, Dr. Lynn, how are you doing today? I'm good, Shane. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate you inviting me on your podcast. Well, we're appreciative that you uh, had time to do this. He's a very busy man. For those of you who know Lynn, you probably know that already, but I, I feel like he's He's about everywhere you can imagine. Anytime you, you see photos of him or anything like that, he, he's a busy man and out spreading the good word, uh, I like to say. But um, w- one of the things that we're really going to talk about heavily here today, and uh, as you all probably heard in the intro, you know, we're going to talk all about you know, review management, obviously, in the online marketing world and how important that is just to have that social proof in your practice. But uh, first thing I want to do is I think, you know, Lynn has a really interesting story about how this whole thing started out. And I always like to hear people's uh, origin stories, so to speak. And so tell us, how did, how did you get into this whole uh, dental marketing field? And how has that, um, I guess, started in your life? And what's kind of the backstory there? So in 2007, I purchased a uh, existing dental practice. The dentist had unfortunately uh, committed suicide. And um, so I, he wasn't around, I, but it was a great practice, fee-for-service practice, great team, um, exactly what I wanted. And when, when I came in, I needed to, what I teach is I reinvented myself, I reinvented the practice, I gutted the building, um, and I needed to, I had a very big debt service. Um, I needed to go out there and get patients to come in. So I decided that you know, I did not want to do traditional marketing. Um, I, and I did some minor, I did a, maybe an ad or two in some magazine, but it was very, very heavy, heavy, heavily based online marketing. And I, uh, I tried lots of things, um, but I taught myself how to market online and, and a lot of things, uh, worked. A lot of things didn't work. I wasted lots of money doing things, but I invested, I invested money into these online ventures to see which things would, would work, which would not work. And tried and true things and literally self-taught myself um, how to go online and literally get patients to come in the office. And uh, over time, you know, the, the numbers started to churn and um, a lot of new patients coming in saw me online. Um, and that's how I grew my practice. And, you know, obviously people took notice and, you know, a couple of years later in, starting in really 2010, I guess, or three years afterwards, um, I was asked locally in Philadelphia to start, you know, teaching other dentists how to do it. So, um, and the rest is history from that perspective, because you know, here we are, you know, now 10 years later almost, and I speak 40 times a year. I have a book, I have a podcast, I run the dental division for Bird Eye. I'm down to two days a week in my own office. So, uh, but it was all because I needed to survive, I say, 
Um, that's why I use the term and bring new patients in. I was forced to learn how to do it myself. I didn't want to hire somebody. Obviously, I, I had experts in the field that I use as mentors, um, but I went out there and just tried things and worked on it and spent the time to, to learn what to do. And um, that's really what it's about. You know, obviously, one of the biggest factors that you know, I found um, drove patients to the practice was online reviews. And that's why I'm, um, you know, in that space now, because that had one of the dramatic, most dramatic impacts on bringing patients into the office. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. What, what, of all the different things, you know, you said that you obviously you found what worked for your practice, you know, what didn't work as well, which a lot of times is even more important because, uh, you know, we learn from things that don't work. You know, those are the things we really learn from and teach us lessons. And, and every practice, I, I feel like, is kind of different, you know, that we work with as well. But just out of curiosity, I know you said, you know, online reviews um, really played a key role, but were there certain um, things or strategies in particular that you found for your practice worked really well? And, you know, what was kind of like the timeline like on that for um, those things to start kicking in? Because one question we always get from a lot of dentists, I'm sure you do as well, is, you know, how long is this going to take to work? Or, you know, if, if it doesn't just work in one month, you know, sometimes people need to realize, depending on what the venture is, um, not to give up on it because, you know, there, there needs to be more data collected to make things happen. So just out of curiosity, what was that timeline like for you on the things that really you saw started to move the needle? So the timeline was, you know, it, it took a while for the things to really take effect. So from 2007 to 2009, things were, were where things were kind of building, you know, we, there was no, nothing really took off. Um, that's where I used the time to, to kind of build my Google pay, place, build the online presence, get everything set up, um, you know, websites, um, everything was, was really starting to get developed. Um, I, tr that's where I, tr that's where I did the, some of the traditional stuff. You know, I had the, the Philadelphia magazine ad, we were tracking things. You know, Philadelphia Magazine, I remember, was very impressed. I was actually using call tracking numbers. So after the two plus years, I told them I can't do the ad anymore. And when they said, why? I said, because I know exactly what's coming from the ad and I'm getting calls. And I can tell you my call volume has decreased significantly so I can no longer spend the money to do this. Um, so I was always into tracking things. Um, you know, in 2010 is really when the online reviews really started kicking off and that's and I why do I know this because I would ask people specifically when they came in the office why they chose my office and they would say that you know you had the most reviews and at that point we're talking about you know 25 or 30 Google reviews which was a lot then people weren't doing anything back then and um, that's what they would say is that you have more reviews than anybody else and that's why they were coming in my office and I and I listened to what the patients were saying and like things started going off in my head like wow, people are actually reading these reviews. I need to you know, pay attention to this. Um, and I look back at the seminars I was giving back in 2010 and 2011, and the amount of time I spent on reviews was, was significant back then. And again, people were not doing anything when it came to that. So you know, it was all about, you know, I understood about being patient with things because everybody who I was talking to told me, Len, I have to give things time. It, nothing's going to be immediate. I really didn't do too many Google AdWords back then. Um, you know, Facebook wasn't anything back then either. So it was, um, it was just getting out there because, you know, SEO was, was not what it was. There's very big, very difference now 
with SEO than it was then either. Um, so it was just, online was very different in 2007, seven, eight, nine, and 10 than it is now. Um, I was just, you know, first to the first to really take advantage of online in my area. And, you know, that's why I was, um, you know, almost for first to market. That's why I had to, I got a, a jump start, I guess you can say, uh, ahead of everybody else. Early adapters, you yep. know, early adapters yep. tend to, tend to, that happens. And, and, and the, one of the things that you said is, is interesting too, is um, I know that, you know, it, it's on your website that, you know, like 85% of people who um, are potential patients of yours are basically checking online reviews. So the vast majority of your potential patients are checking online reviews. At that time, uh, Dr. Tao, what, how were you getting reviews? Were, were you guys heavily, you know, just asking or what was the strategy there and how were you successful in getting people to actually <coughs> leave reviews for you? So the very first thing that we were, we started using actually back then was demand force. So demand force back then had a relationship with Google where when you were collecting the reviews on demand force, they were actually going to Google. So at the time, you know, we had, you know, 200 Google reviews because they were showing up on Google's maps. And I was representing demand force at trade shows. And my slogan for them was we put you on the map. That's what I would tell people. So I was helping them at trade shows get more users because of how much uh, I was, they were helping me. Um, so that was really my first, you know, rodeo at trade shows was for them. Um, then Google announced, I still remember I was at dinner at an Italian restaurant with my oral surgeon and I got a, uh, a bit, there was a big announcement that came across on my phone and it was like, you know, Google eliminates all third party reviews from their Google account. And all of a sudden, literally the entire internet went nuts because every dentist that was relying on these third party companies literally went to zero reviews. It was their like doomsday. It was doomsday. It was July of 2000 and I don't know, it was 10 or 11, or I don't remember the year. Um, but literally overnight, everybody lost their reviews. And I was smart enough at that point to know how important reviews were. So that's when I had 25, everybody had zero. Um, so I had already started asking patients on my own to get patients to do the reviews. So that's, I had started to get my own, my own number of reviews. Um, and uh, it was simply, at that point, it was just asking patients to do it. There was nothing else out there. Um, but I realized the effect of them um, and how important they were to getting them. And at that point, again, it was just simply, you know, asking patients to go home and, and, and do it. It was very different. It was, it was a little bit easier back then to do than it is now. Um, there was no real login to do it. People didn't have, you know, there was no Google Plus back then. There was, you know, just needed a Gmail account, login and do it. Um, times were different back then and it was easier. We could do it in the office too. There was no restrictions. There was, you know, you could, they simply can go on the computer in the office, hit, you know, review us and they log in and they do the review right sitting at the, the desk. Um, so times were just different back then. Yeah. And I'm going to get to um, kind of how you got connected with, with BirdEye here in a second. But before I do, this is a question I get a lot. And I'm curious how you answer this, but I'll get questions from docs that'll, they'll say, okay, you know, there's Google reviews and, um, you know, I hear that Google reviews are important, but then what about Yelp? Should I be getting reviews from Yelp as well? Because Yelp, you know, people check Yelp in my community. And I, I get this from a lot of people, especially on the coasts, like in New York and also in like LA and San Francisco and the Californias. So I'm, I'm curious to hear uh, the difference for you or what you talk to people about when it comes to Google reviews 
versus Yelp reviews? Because we always tell people focus on the Google reviews uh, for many different reasons, but I'm, I'm interested to hear your uh, answer to that. So without a doubt, I tell people even in California and I, I give a class in California called Help on Yelp. So, I mean, I teach, I know Yelp very well, but uh, without a doubt, it's, it's, to me, it's Google, Google, and more Google. Uh, Google runs the internet. Um, you know, they have a huge percentage of, of search traffic. Um, so is Yelp important in certain places? Yes. So it's, it, I say it's California, New York City, Miami, Chicago, uh, Boston, Dallas, Seattle. Those are kind of the, the larger cities. Philadelphia, not so much. I'm in Philly. Um, we don't have a big Yelp presence here. Um, but in those cities, you need to make sure Yelp is a, you know, a place you get reviews. But you don't have to, um, you don't have to, you need Google reviews because Google runs the internet. So um, people search on Google. They will see your Google My Business page come up. You have to have reviews. Your Yelp page definitely is going to rank. But people don't go to Yelp to search for a dentist. They're going to look on Yelp to see your reviews, but they're not going to go to Yelp to go. They look to Yelp for restaurants. I don't believe they look to Yelp to go to, to look for um, dentists. I just don't believe that. Yep. So exactly. Nope. Same, same thoughts. And also there's some things for all you listening out there that you, Yelp does some kind of shady things as well. Like for those who are paying for Yelp, uh, you know, different sponsorships and things versus those who don't, there's just some weird things that go on there. And, you know, we usually tell you if you're not in one of those heavy Yelp markets, don't necessarily mess with it. I mean, if you get reviews on there, that's great, but don't focus all your attention and time and, and, and Yelp. focus in on Google. Cause like Dr. Tao says, Google runs the internet and, and that's the way it is. Um, I want to jump over to your involvement now with, with BirdEye. How did that relationship develop? So in 2000, so when I was giving these seminars in 2010, 11, and 12, I would be getting people who would message me. Like afterwards, I had one guy in particular call me from the back of the room and he said, and his, his message to me was like, dude, I'm sitting here and you're blowing my mind. I need you to help me with what you know. And I was like, I'm a dentist. I have big loans to pay. I'm not interested in doing anything other than dentistry. But I got enough people to ask me that I started a consulting company called, at the time it was called iSocial Dental Consulting. And um, I, I ended up getting a lot of clients. And um, uh, it was short-term consulting. It was putting marketing plans together for dentists and their teams. And um, I wanted to find another way to make money. So I developed and, and or helped develop, I could help from a, a partner of mine, a review product called iSocial Reviews, which was a manual-based system, no automation. You would send a text or an email to the patient getting um, a review on Google or Facebook or Yelp at the time. And um, it was released in January of 2013. and um, the very first show I went to was Yankee Dental and I sold nine people the software. So, um, you're like, man, I might have something here. Yeah. Yeah. And in the first year, maybe 15 months, we had 180 dentists buy the software. And, wow. um, and I, I had written an article for dental town, um, called uh, Yelp could be detrimental to your business talking about Yelp. Um, and their their nasty ways. And, um, bird eye, which was called Bizarrify at that point, it wasn't Bird Eye yet, um, reached out to me wondering, because they wanted to grow bigger in dental, wondering if I was interested in a potentially an acquisition. And at the time I really wasn't. So they came back to me 
couple of months later, and at that point, I made a decision that I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to grow iSocial much bigger. And uh, they, so they acquired my company in September of 2014, so just over five years ago. And um, I came on as really a reseller of their product, is really what it was at that point. Um, they got rid of, they didn't want my, they, they didn't want my product. They wanted me. They wanted my, my expertise. They wanted my dental, you know, connections. And um, so I came over I've, and I've grown. Now I run their dental division. So it's been a big change over the last, you know, five plus years. So it's been an interesting uh, timeline for me. Not, never expected it to do what it did. So. Wow. And, you know, you are... You know, obviously, you know, now you have the, the name, the reviews, doctor, like people know you at that. And, you know, um, I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe now since that has happened with BirdEye, at least I, people that I know in the dental industry uh, always think of BirdEye as a dental reviews company, even though, as you just explained, that really wasn't the case in, until, you know, they acquired uh, your software and, and really kind of brought you on board as an ambassador. But now is, is BirdEye the, the biggest reviews generator for dentists? I mean, is that correct? <laughs> yeah, we have about 9,000 clients overall for dentistry, but we have 40,000 plus businesses who use BirdEye overall. So we're the largest for, for, for BirdEye too, but we are the largest in the industry for, for dentistry for, in terms of the products that get reviews for dentists as well. So, and it's funny, people think I own BirdEye and I don't obviously. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm connected with BirdEye in, in dentistry, but I don't own the company. So, but I get that a lot. People go, well, I want to cancel. I, can't you do that for me? I'm like, I don't own the company. So, I mean, so I, it's, a, it's a misconception. Um, but that's why I have nicknamed the other, you mentioned the reviews doctor, but I have the nickname, the bird eye guy too. So it's, it's, it's a th something that's followed me over the years. So it's, I mean, look, I appreciate it. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing to have. Um, so, but I, I do a lot more than bird. I, I do a lot more. I know a lot more than just, just reviews too. So I'm more of a marketing guy than I am a bird eye guy. So. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I want to uh, talk about is, is some strategy here for your audience. We have a lot of um, you know, younger doctors or associates who are thinking about starting their own practice or you know, startup uh, listeners in this podcast as well. One of the things, you know, if, if someone's coming in and they say, you know, I really want to put a heavy emphasis on my online marketing, and that's why you know, I'm listening to this podcast, and one of the things that I'm just not sure of is you know, how do I actually you know, get more reviews one but two how, this is a question i get often how frequent should i get reviews can i get too many reviews at once and will that you know trigger google uh you know is thinking this is spam or whatnot so when, when you're consulting and and you are talking to uh, docs out there what's kind of your guidance on the strategy to getting more reviews and for a startup practice is automation the way to go when it comes to reviews or is it strictly you know asking the patients or is it a combination of both what what do you recommend when you're consulting well i can tell you i definitely think that you have to have some strategy to collect reviews so you you have to it has to start from the the doctor the owner of the practice number one um so you have to have a strategy in place um you have to have a great like customer service oriented practice, because we know that patients don't complain about the dentistry necessarily. They create, cre uh, they complain about money. They cr uh, complain about billing. They create, uh, complain about 
everything but dentistry, running late, everything you can imagine. So you have to set the base, the, the baseline in the practice. So that's number one. Um, you know, I always tell the story that um, I got a call from a dentist. He had like 40 something reviews, two point something stars, not, did not look good online at all. And he reached out to me and a lot of the reviews were, out the, were about the person at the front desk. And I said, well, you know what you need to do. And he goes, the problem is his wife is the person at the front desk. So, oh, so I was like, you need to divorce your wife. And he hung up on me. He didn't like that answer. So, <laughs> so um, you know, it was obviously I was joking, but he didn't like that answer. But you have to know that you have, the customer service comes first. So once you have that in place, you, the first thing you have to do is ask. If you don't ask, you're not going to get. So that's number one. Problem is asking, you don't get that many. If you ask 100 patients, you may get two to five reviews. So your team's going to get frustrated asking. So I'm all about automation or a combination of automation and asking. Now, I, I wanna, I've been having these conversations online where people say, well, I use a product that asks for reviews. How does that differ than a product like BirdEye or even Swell or Podium? Okay, well, you know, the difference is, is, the, is the process that we go through to collect the reviews. There's a big difference between the communication products, okay, that do more than just reviews. So they do confirmations, recare, reactivation, paperless forms. They do all these things. We'll put them in the general dental category. So they, they do everything, okay? Versus the specialist who just do certain things and that's us. So because we're specialists, we do things better. It's that simple. So I was having a conversation with this startup practice recently online and you know, she was asking me like, why am I not getting reviews? And I said, what are you using? And she mentioned this product. I go, they're not very good at getting reviews. Just because a company says that they get reviews doesn't mean they get reviews well. And, and it's, right. it's very hard to get that through some people's heads. Just because a company says doesn't mean they do. And um, so she says, what do you do differently? And I explained the process to her um, about what we do and how we do it. So, um, you know, that's, but you have to ask either manually doing it or automated or a combination of the two. I think the automated way is going to get you a lot more reviews. Now you said, how many reviews should you be getting? At least a couple every week is the ideal. Okay. Is there too many? Eh, not really. I mean, if you get a hundred reviews in a week and you haven't had them before, that's a problem. But if you get 15 or 20 in a week, not a big deal. I've seen, like I just had, I signed a person up. She had zero reviews, none. And she's been in business 47 years and she had no reviews, zero. I mean, that's insane if you think about it, that she has gotten no reviews. And in her first month, she has 29 reviews. So in 30 days, she got one review a day and that there's no, no, no effect. I mean, no, no bad effect, I should say. So, so you're saying, you know, with a strategy, you have to, you know, it, whether it's, you know, setting a goal, how are you going to get there? Because right, any goal, if it, without an actual strategy to implement, you know, it's, it's just out there, but there's no guideline to actually follow it. Most likely it's not going to be get, getting done. So have a strategy in place. And you're saying, you know, the, the doctor really has to be on board and kind of spearheading this, um, this operation really. Yeah. The doctor has to be on board, you know, the, and, and also to be honest with you, I, I, I think the team has to be on board too, because they're going to spearhead a lot of what goes on. I like, I love it when I'm doing a demo and let's say at a trade show or even a seminar I give and the, the doctor brings up the team and the team is really excited because that just, I, I, we're going to be really successful. If that's the case um, because the team's on board and I love when doctors um, incentivize the team, 
in even discussing it with the patients and trying to get the reviews because we know the requests are going to go out and we know that as long as they follow the process, they're going to get the reviews. So when the team's on board and the doctor incentivizes the team to even discuss it with the patient and mention it, I like them to, to you know, say, hey, if I can get my name in the review, you know, you get an incentive. Um, interesting enough, I had just posted in my group on Facebook, my, my family and I over the weekend did one of those escape rooms. And during the, during the entire process, and especially at the end, our guide, they call them, went ahead and said that, you know, if we did a Google review and mentioned her name in the review, that her boss may give her, her an incentive. So, you know, that is like, you don't hear that too often. And that was like, that's what I love to hear being a review guy. And, um, you know, we don't say that that often. We don't do that that often in, in dental practice. So, I mean, that was like the perfect way to handle that. You know what I mean? So um, I just think we need to, to ask in, in one way, shape or form and make sure we're sending the patient something afterwards to, to get them to do the reviews. Wow. No, that's, that's really good because you're right. That makes it too more, um, you know, more impactful and more personal when somebody, I guess, are a little bit more vulnerable when they say something like that, because they're letting you know, you know, something that's, I guess, uh, you know, between them and their boss or whatnot. And, and I think it, you do naturally, like, we want to help people, you know, best we can. And that leaving a review is something that's really simple to do. And if you think that you're actually going to be helping and, and making an impact on somebody, then I think that's, that's a lot of incentive to do something like that. So I like that idea. So I hope everybody listening is kind of taking notes on that as far as, you know, if, if you're struggling to get reviews or you're just starting out, you know, set a goal for, you know, at least two per week right off the bat, just, you make it a, a priority to get two in a week. It's something that you can break down. It's doable to, to make that happen. And then also consider incentivizing your team. You know, maybe if the team gets so many reviews in, in a month's time, then maybe you, you know, bring them lunch or, you know, do something like that to incentivize to kind of help them out. I, I think that's key. One thing I want to touch on here before uh, we wrap up this podcast is negative reviews. This is, this is a big topic I know in your Facebook group as well. And when somebody gets a negative review, um, you know, it, it's, it, it kind of makes you freak out a little bit because, um, you know, it, it just hurts to have someone say something negative about you. So the almighty question here is what do you do about a negative review? Do you keep it? Do you respond to it? Do you not respond to it? Do you report it as spam? What do you do? So, Obviously, it depends on the type of review it is, um, number one. There's a lot of, you know, I ask this at all my seminars, would people respond or not? So, one, number one, it depends what type of review it is, and I will always say that. Um, I generally don't like responding to negative reviews because I think it starts a war of words online. Um, I always like to contact the patient offline is how I like to handle them because I can normally fix the issue at hand, okay? And they will a lot of times either edit the review or take it down. So I'm always looking to reach out to the patient and fix the issue and attack it from that perspective, okay? I also don't like responding unless I'm calm because I've seen a lot of times when patients, when doctors respond, they're angry and upset and they will write the wrong response. So if you do get a negative review, you wanna calm down, take a deep breath and relax because you're gonna probably write the wrong thing, okay? That's, that's the problem. You can't do that. Um, if you do respond, think before you respond because you don't want to write the wrong response online. Um, you know, don't attack the patient. 
don't always apologize. So you always want to say you're sorry, even if you're not. Um, and make sure your response does not violate HIPAA. Don't release any private information. You are allowed to acknowledge that they were a patient. You just have to be careful in your response. So there's a lot of various things you can do. I just don't like responding online personally. So I don't, I teach not to, but that's more of a personal recommendation than anything else. Excellent. Nope. Very well said. Don't, and don't, you know, if you are going to respond to it, don't do it when you're uh, first read it and you're you know, all emotional about it. It's sleep on it or something. And, and then exactly. yeah, that's a good thing. the situation from there. Definitely. That's a good suggestion to sleep on it and then decide the next morning what you want to do. But I would not be emotional about it because you're going to, do something incorrectly and it's going to hurt you in the long run. Absolutely. Well, uh, Dr. Tao, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, tell us how can people find you online? And I know you got a Facebook group. I'd love for you to, to plug that as well, because I think there's a lot of great information being shared there, but how can people find you and, and tell us about the group? Yeah. So the, the group is raving patients, uh, R-A-V-I-N-G patients. So they can certainly just ask to join the group. It's, you know, as long as you're in the dental profession, uh, I'll let you in. You can just mention you heard me on the podcast. Um, the, the easiest way for somebody to get a hold of me, I'll give you my cell phone or also give you my email address. Uh, my cell phone is 215-292-2100. My email is len, L-E-N, at drlentau.com. So those are some easy ways for someone to get a hold of me. Awesome. And he's also got a new book out, guys, called The, the Raving Patients. It's the definitive guide to using reputation marketing to attract hundreds of new patients. Uh, I will put a link in the description to this podcast if you want to go check out the book. I would highly suggest doing so. And uh, like I said, hit him up if you have any questions. And, and super helpful guy. Uh, you know, and he's going to be able to provide a lot of value uh, to you. So, Dr. Tao, thank you for being on the podcast. We really appreciate it and uh, keep up the, the great work that you're doing in dentistry. Well, thank you for having me, Shane. It was a pleasure speaking with you, and I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll speak soon. All right, so you guys should be able to take that interview and you know, share this with your team. Get everybody on board, because everybody has to be on board when you're going to dedicate the time and the resources to putting a system in place, getting more Google reviews. And when you do, it's going to, one, you know, obviously help attract more new patients because they're going to see the reviews and that's going to help them in their decision-making process. But it's also going to be a confidence builder for the team. It's going to build confidence that you, know, you all are appreciated for the work you do. Because let's be honest, in dentistry, most of the time, people don't really want to see us because a lot of people are afraid of the dentist, etc. And so, you know, it's hard to hear a lot of positivity at times from patients. So this is another way to kind of just build confidence for you and your team in the practice that's ultimately going to help you build momentum in the future to continue to provide the best service in your community and ultimately help more patients. Be sure to go to drlentau.com. That's D-R-L-E-N-T-A-U.com. And there on his website, you can find uh, his book, Raving Patients, the definitive guide to using reputation marketing to attract hundreds of new patients. Go check out that book. Buy it. It's going to be a great investment for you and your team. And I promise you are not going to regret 
getting that book. Uh, also, you can always be sure to reach out to uh, Dr. Tao you know, via Facebook is one way to reach out to him. You can also go to his website and contact him that way. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, where we're always talking about the most innovative marketing and leadership tactics out there in the dental field. And so be sure to subscribe, like the podcast, and share this with anyone who you think might be able to take uh, some value away from it. So thank you all for listening once again, and we will be back again next week with another episode of the Nothing But The Tooth Dentistry Podcast. Take care.